ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد ايها المسلمون ان تعظيم الرسول الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم واجلاله وتوقيره شعبه عظيمه من شعب الايمان وحق عظيم من حقوقه صلى الله عليه وسلم على امته وهو امر واجب امر الله به عباده في القران قال الله تعالى لتؤمنوا بالله ورسوله وَتُعَزِّرُوهُ وَتُوَقِّرُوهُ Indeed, the glorification of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his honoring and his status and his respect is a great sign or branch from the branches of Iman. And it is from the greatest of hukuk upon this ummah from the rights of the Messenger وسلم, upon this Ummah which is something wajib which Allah has instructed upon his slaves in the Quran where Allah says that you may believe in Allah and his Messenger and that you honor him and respect him Referring to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ta'zeer and tawqeer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. Tu'azziruhu wa tuwaqiruhu. Which refers to honoring the messenger. And glorifying the status. And the respect towards the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah. عباد الله إن من حق الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم على أمته from the rights of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم upon this ummah is that they honor him and that they respect him and that they glorify his status more than that what they are more than that they glorify that of their children or their parents or their leaders and that they love him more than what they love their parents, more than what they love their mother, their father, their child, and the rest of mankind. For indeed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in an authentic hadith, 
لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين None of you truly believes No one from amongst you truly has iman Until I am more beloved to him Than his parent Than his child And from all of mankind So if we truly intend To look at an example Of loving the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam In the best way By fulfilling that tawqeer And that ta'zeem or ta'zeer Which Allah mentions in that ayah of honoring him and respecting him appropriately in the best possible way. Then let us look at the biography or the seerah of the noble companions, radiallahu anhum ajma'een. For indeed, they fulfilled this honor and respect in the best of ways and gave the best and most perfect of examples in loving him. They left their families to be with him and even fought them in battles alongside the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa They showed the best of respect to him and never raised their voice in his presence. They spoke to him with the best of manners and had the best of akhlaq towards him. And when he spoke to them, they sat as if they were birds sitting on their heads, as one hadith mentions, which shows their tranquility, the peace, their stillness and attentiveness that they showed when listening to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The books of hadith and seerah mention many examples, and from among them is the story of Urwah, who upon meeting the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, returns to his people and says, O people, by Allah, I have been to the kings, and to Caesar, Uqaisar, to Kisra, and the king of Ethiopia, Najashi, Yet I have never seen any of them respected by his people as much as Muhammad is respected by his companions. By Allah, if he spat, the spittle would fall in the hand of one of them. And they would rub it on their faces and their skins. And if he ordered them, they would carry out his order immediately. If he performed ablution, they would struggle to take the remaining water and catch the water. And when they spoke, they would lower their voices and would not look at his face const- constantly out of respect. And that hadith is in Bukhari. Another example from Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu. Whilst on his deathbed he says, No one was as dear to me than the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And none was more sublime in my eyes than he. Never could I take the courage to take a full glimpse of his face due to his splendor. So if I'm asked to describe his features, I cannot do that, for I have not eyed him fully. Had I died in the state, I would have had every reason to hope that I would have been among the dwellers of paradise. Another hadith from Anas, anhu, he says, I saw Rasulullah when the barber was cutting his hair, and his companions were going around him wanting to ensure that his hair would fall only into someone's hand and not onto the ground. Rawahu Muslim. It's also narrated from Anas, radiallahu that on the day of Uhud, when the Muslims were under siege, many people fled and left Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
But Abu Talha, he stood before him and he covered him with his shield. And Abu Talha was a powerful man, a powerful archer, who broke two or three bows on that day, he says. When a man passed by carrying a container with arrows, he would say, give them to Abu Talha. And whenever Rasulullah raised his head to look at the people, Abu Talha would say, O Prophet of Allah, may my father and my mother be sacrificed for you. Do not raise your head, lest you be struck by an arrow shot by the enemy. My neck is before your neck. Abu Talha said to him, My neck is before your neck. Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu anhu, Amirul Mu'mineen, after the death of Rasulullah وسلم, and after all of the chaos had happened, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, the first Khalifa of Rasulullah ascends the member and he recites to them the Quran, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ that Muhammad was only but a messenger and he will pass on like the messengers before him passed on. And the Sahaba, they said, it was as if this was the first time we heard this verse. Due to their sadness, and Umar ibn al-Khattab, he said, when Abu Bakr recited this verse, I fell down at this moment, and my legs could not support me, declaring, when he said and he declared that the Prophet had passed on. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq comes to the defense of Rasulullah whilst he's praying in the haram, and the Quraysh, they beat him, and Abu Bakr shields the Prophet and the Quraysh beat him until he's unconscious and bleeding. And when he's taken back to his family and he's eventually woken up, the first thing Abu Bakr says, where is Rasulullah? Take me to Rasulullah And his family encourage him to relax and to rest and to recover, but he refuses until he's taken to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make sure that he's okay. Ibadallah walwajibu ala man jaa ba'dahum an yatarassama khattahum. O slaves of Allah, what's obligatory upon each and every Muslim that comes after these companions is to follow in their footsteps and to follow them in their methodology and to follow their reports and narrations and to distance themselves with the most of distance from all of that which has been added and innovated of incorrect understandings and incorrect worship and incorrect love of Rasulullah that the Sahaba did not show. Because indeed they were by Allah the people with the most purest of hearts. And the most truthful of speech, and they had the most and the best love for the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And nobody will come after them that is more true in their love to Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, than them. We ask Allah azza wa jal to reunite us with them in Al Jannah, and that He makes us of those who follows their path, and that He makes us of those who are kept far away from innovations and from bid'ah and from misguidance that is not part of the way of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een. So it's upon us, O Muslimin, to develop our love 
for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is why we study the way of the Sahaba. Another way to develop the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that we realize that he suffered great trials and difficulties in order to bring this deen of Islam to us. We remember that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was persecuted, he was hit, he was slandered, and he was insulted. The closest of people to him, they disowned him. And they accused him of being a madman, a liar and a sorcerer. They threw him out of his beloved city, Mecca, and he had to leave. And even on the, when he left, they chased him, they chased after him, trying to kill him. He had to fight his own people to protect this deen of Allah Azza wa Jal so that this deen can remain and so that this deen can reach us. They fought him, they expelled him from his people and homeland and they gathered many armies against him. So we follow his sunnah in word and deed, in our speech, in our action and in our belief, knowing that this messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he sacrificed everything of the luxuries of this world, of the enjoyment of this world, so that this deen can be preserved, so that this deen can reach us in the most pristine of all deeds, in, in, in all forms. So this sunnah is the path that we follow in our lives, and we put his words before any other words, and we put his command before everything else. We follow the aqidah and the belief of the noble companions, and the aqidah of the tabi'een who followed them, and the aqidah of those who followed their path until this day. And we avoid all innovation and false beliefs which are not from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een. And this is true love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Shafi'i, our Imam rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has reached. It reaches and it escapes from any, every one of us. We don't know the sunnah perfectly. So it reaches and we miss parts of it as well. So he says, whenever I voice my opinion or formulate a principle where something contrary to my view exists on the authority of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then the correct view is what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said and that is indeed my view. So loving the Messenger is to follow him and avoid all that he warned against of sin and innovation. Shaykh al-Islam bin Taymiyyah rahimahullah he said Haqiqatul mahabbah an yuhibba al-mahboobu wa ma ahabbahu True love is to love the beloved and that which he loves. وَيَكْرَهُ مَا يَكْرَهُهُ وَمَنْ صَحَّتْ مَحَبَّتَهُ اِمْتَنَعَتْ مَخَالَفَتَهُ And he says to dislike, part of loving is to dislike that which the mahboob dislikes, that which the one who is beloved to him dislikes. And whosoever perfects his love will never oppose him. Because opposing only happens due to a shortcoming in following him. And this shows a shortcoming in love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي 
يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم قل أطيعوا الله والرسول فإن تولوا فإن الله لا يحب الكافرين سيئ محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم If you really love Allah If you truly love Allah Then follow me And Allah will love you And forgive your sins And Allah is oft forgiving most merciful Say obey Allah and the messenger But if they turn away Then Allah does not love the disbelievers أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدي ولوالديكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعظيما لشأنه وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله تعظيما لشأنه أما بعد قال الله تعالى النبي أولى بالمؤمنين من أنفسهم الله سبحانه وتعالى has said that the prophet is closer to the believers than themselves the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he is closer to the believers than themselves Imam ibn Kathir rahimahullah he said that Allah informs us how his messenger is merciful and sincere towards his ummah and how he is closer to them than they are to their own selves. His judgment or ruling takes precedence over their choices for themselves. As Allah says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ But know by your Lord they can have no faith or no true iman until they make you judge in all disputes between them. And in themselves, no resistance against your decisions are found. And accept, they accept with full submission. This is the believer. Whenever there's a difference of opinion, whenever he's seeking guidance, he turns to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he sub- submits to that. And he finds no resistance within himself. Whatever the hadith says, he says, Sami'na wa ata'na. We've heard and we obey. And he finds no submission. taslima, And he submits with full submission. So if a person thinks of the benefits that he has been given through the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, through whom Allah brought him forth from the darkness of disbelief into the light of faith. He will realize that he is the cause of his soul remaining forever in eternal bliss. A condition for our guidance, for entry into paradise, is that we follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this person will understand that this benefit is greater than all others. There is no bigger favor and benefit and ni'mah and bounty that a person experiences than when he follows the sunnah of the Prophet So the Prophet he deserves that his share of a person's love should be greater than anyone else. Everyone who truly believes in the Prophet will inevitably have a strong love for him. But they differ in the extent and depth of their love for him. Some have a great deal of love and some have only a little. 
Like those who are absorbed in their own whims and desires most of the time. However, when mention of the Prophet is made, most of them long to see him and prefers that to their own family, sons, wealth and fathers. But that feeling, but that feeling quickly fades because of other distractions. Wallahu musta'an. So we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us of those who are true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our belief, in our speech, in our actions, in our interactions, and in all of our deeds. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallu wa sallimu ra'akumullah ala bashirin nadheer. Muhammad ibn Abdullah laqad amarakumullah bilalika fi kitabih. Faqala azza min qa'in alima. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم على الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأذل البدع والمبتدعين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب رسولك وحب كتابك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك يا مولانا يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاح